0: everyone. Welcome to Fem Pop, the podcast about pop culture. I'm Jennifer Wayne Scott. I'm Peggy Ray Hargarten. And this week is Thanksgiving. So thankful. For SNL. I've been waiting for this for so long. Listeners, if you don't know what SNL stands for, it stands for Saturday Night Live. Long, long beloved and hated show. But running... Nonetheless, long running, really an institution, whether you like it or not, it is very impressive that a live show could go for so long. Yeah, it's been going since the 70s. Yeah, it's incredible. Doing the same thing. Sketch comedy. Sketch comedy and music. And photography. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, most recently, SNL has made headlines uh, due to an incident where one of their actors, one of their sketch comedy performers, uh, made a very tasteless joke about a, a senator, Lieutenant Dan Crenshaw, who wears an eye patch. He lost his eye uh, in war or whatever. That's, is, a, that's a quote from Pete Davidson. a quote Davidson. from Pete Davidson, the guy who made a very tasteless joke about his uh, eye patch appearance. Uh, they actually invited Lieutenant Commander Dave Crenshaw back onto the show the next week to apologize and basically make amends yeah and this video the making amends video which is very funny as well has been making the rounds all over the internet it's gone viral yes uh, people are loving it and it's just crazy mm-hmm. because I all right I love SNL
1: but I will be the first to admit it is a liberal propaganda machine
0: yes and and they and they would be very happy to Maybe not very happy, but they would be okay with being known as that. I doubt it. They're pretending
1: they're just making comedy. Mm, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the point is, they, A, never apologize. Mm-hmm.
0: B, never have anything good to say about Republicans. Of, of whom Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw is a Republican. C, this guy is not just a Republican. He's a tea party guy. <laughs> I mean, he's
1: like, this is like, these guys are absolute enemies. To the I right, mean, to the right. I That's mean, I, I read something, the headline was, SNL takes the bait. And it just talked about how wrong and awful they were for apologizing to this wicked, wicked tea party guy. And uh, I just thought it was absolutely fantastic.
0: It's a great moment for television, and frankly, it it was happening right around midterms. That's one of the reasons why it was such a big deal, and to have a very liberal media performance outlet make what seems to be, by all accounts, a very genuine apology to a far-right political personality, Uh it's pretty stunning. Um, Pete Davidson, the performer who made the earlier comment, came on uh, and admits that he has made a poor decision. He apologizes to the camera, and then they invite Crenshaw on uh, to Weekend Update, which is the the sketch. And they do a little bit of back-and-forth banter. They let Crenshaw take a few jabs at Davidson. Um, But there is... you, You get the sense that... At the end of the scene, they're genuinely okay with each other. Yeah. Sure. And they talk about forgiveness. Like, they use the word forgiveness. Yeah. Between the
1: mirrors. Crenshaw says, you know, we can actually forgive each other when we wrong each other. And it, it was just really cool. And, you know, is SNL actually sorry? I don't know. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I just want to watch a comedy show that's not constantly barraging me with liberal propaganda, and I'm a moderate. I'm not mm-hmm. against liberals. it just it felt so good for even if it wasn't su even if it wasn't real or authentic or whatever, which it felt like it actually was. It just felt good to have people seeing each other and speaking to each other in a way that was fair and just recognizing when maybe they took something too far. And for this Tea Party guy, instead of being like, you know, Trump, for instance, who's constantly bashing Mm -hmm. SNL for bashing him. Hugely bombastic. Hugely defensive. Yeah. Hates it. Can't take it. Mm -hmm. This guy's like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. And even when he was first asked about it, he was like, I don't think they need to apologize. Mm-hmm. Cause he's just not gonna let it define him, and he's not gonna turn it into this thing to fight over.
0: Mm-hmm. It was just cool, yeah. Very refreshing, very humanizing. Yeah, made me like both of both parties better. Yeah. Um, but let's be honest, SNL the last three weeks has been on a hit run.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's not
0: just this cringe hopping, although that's certainly a big facet of it. Yeah. I
1: think the fact that they... I think that they have realized that if they want to have a broader listening scope than just extreme liberals, Mm -hmm. they're going to have to tame down the political stuff. Um, I mean, sure, everyone likes making fun of Trump, whatever, but it's just not funny. And that's my thing, is like, I remember Jerry Seinfeld talking about, complaining about people saying, it's funny because it's true, and him saying... No, it's funny because it's funny. Yes. And when comedy is like trying to give a message, I mean, it's just like, come on. Just we're if we want to watch the news, we'll watch the news. Like I'm here because I want to have a laugh, because I want to relax, you know, because I want to watch Kenan Thompson do a million different voices. Perfectly. Perfectly, you know that's because <laughs> like, I want to watch Keenan Thompson being Steve Harvey, and you know,
0: See, doing I, a game show. I'm okay with comedy trying to get a message across. I think what you're right with SNL is doing in terms of starting to back away from the political bashing. One that's such an easy in, yeah, that it does it loses its cleverness, yeah. And I'm like, "Uh, eh, you you didn't give me anything creative there." Uh-huh. I'm over it. I'm bored. We've heard all this before. We've, we we know you don't like Republicans. Yeah. All right. Tired of Alec Baldwin being Trump. It's right. just old. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just not funny. Yeah. And yeah. And so for the last 3 weeks with the last, I would say three hosts, do you think? Yeah. Things have shifted a bit. Yeah. And there's been some really solid sketches coming through. Sure. Okay, so the last 3 hosts We've had Jonah Hill. We've had Leave Schreiber, which we're pretty sure that's how you say his name. Yep. Leave Schreiber. There's some uh, contentious debate on the internet, but yeah. mm-hmm. Leave. And then Steve Carell, just this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Strong choices yep. all around. Strong mm-hmm. performers in their own right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the sketches that have come through, particularly with the current cast, they have going, have landed, and landed well. Oh, yeah. But I mean... what are What are some of your...
1: Your faves. I I've just been I've just been cracking up. So I mean, okay, Keenan Thompson and Cecily Strong are the golden people yes. of SNL. I mean, they're extremely talented, extremely versatile, very funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're thrown into all kinds of different situations and just just kill it. Um, Kate McKinnon is so funny. Um, she's just. Kate McKinnon isn't actually as versatile. Like a lot of her characters end up kind of sounding the same, but she's so funny that you don't right. really care. Right. Like she's actually Yeah, I I just I just love her so much. And then um, and then 80 Bryant. 80 80 is here's where 80 shines. 80 is always the person who's normal in the skin. <laughs> or Adele. <laughs> yeah, one or the other, but she's just so funny at this character who's looking around, going, "Why is everyone around me crazy?" And and the Steve Carell skit, there was this um, like
0: fifties, Grease spoof. Yeah, yeah it, for if audience members have not seen the movie Grease, it may this skit may have been lost on them, but it's based off of a very famous scene from the movie Grease. Yeah, and so essentially this
1: guardian angel comes into the bedroom of these teenage girls and starts singing to one of them and adie bryant wakes up and realizes that it's her dad who has left the family like (laughs) six weeks ago and he's like and she's like what's going on dad why are you this is not a good answer and like he's just trying to play it off but it was just like absolutely classic AD bryant who's mad and confused about how messed up everyone is just so funny she's so good at that she is. I love
0: it. Oh, what a gem.
1: Um, going back to Keenan, him and Chris Red have done some pretty funny uh, rap skits. Mm-hmm. Last year they did one called Friendos, which is still my number one fave. Friendos is about a rap trio uh, in therapy. It's so funny. Uh, if you've been to therapy, if you're a therapist like Jennifer is, if you're just a person, it's it's hilarious. I, I continue to sing it, but they had a new one. Recently, where they're playing a rap group called the Booty Crew. Is that right? I think so. I think it's the Booty Crew or something like that. And uh, they're just going on and on about ladies' booties. How much they love booties. Yeah, how the ladies in the club can shake the booties. Yeah, all kinds of booty stuff. And then midway through the video, they come up to these girls and ask them to dance. And the girls say, like, oh, no, sorry. And they just say, Oh, that's fine. We respect your decision.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the girls are like, Wait, what? That's it? You're going to respect
1: us? The whole, and then it takes this turn of like being all about like respecting
0: women and consent their consent and permission yeah. and treating them like equals and we're going to be allies and for it's, the booty. Yeah. It's just, it's really funny.
1: The rapper Future's in it, the rapper Lil Wayne's in it. So it it's, it's pretty it's like, it's, it's PG-13 for sure which obviously this whole show is PG-13 but it that was that was a pretty funny one and they're and they're doing just i mean that's where i think comedy like has a message without being overt of just like okay we have this massive me too culture going on but we're still like ingesting all this stuff that is absolutely antithetical yes. to the things that we're preaching yes and it's like Comedy can show, can make a message just by being ironic mm-hmm. and just by kind of showing us what we really are without like this overt, polarized, mm-hmm.
0: extreme political stuff. In be, my opinion. But I mean, yeah. Well, com- it's like if comedy can do the same job with a wink and a nod that could be done with like jabbing a finger in my face. Yeah. I want the wink and the nod. I'll take a wink. And I'll get the message still. I'll take a wink. Oh, man. Okay, other songs? The Unity song? Oh, the
1: Unity song. And, the, and this was, like, right after the midterms. So the one right after the midterms, they you could tell they really were going to just chill out on mm-hmm. the political stuff. I mean, let's be honest. Maybe partly because the Dem- Democrats took the yeah. House or Senate. Yeah. One of them. Sorry. Senate. I knew that. So they were relieved,
0: yeah. but uh, they chilled out. Tell us about the Unity song, Jennifer. I love it. I love the Unity song. The Unity song is about how we as humans are all unified by the things we hate. The little things we hate. Yes. So things like wet jeans, bees who follow us around when your waiter sits down at the table with you to take your order <laughs> things like that where it's like uh, the the inner the inner critic in me is just saying yes preach it to all these things like i do hate wet jeans yeah i do hate it when bees follow me around the most poignant scene is when they're talking
1: about when you're on a plane watching a movie and the pilot interrupts the movie
0: just to talk about the weather <laughs> yes and takes forever and you can't understand the words he's saying anyway but then, when bad bad turbulence hits, and the pilot is silent, yes. So it's funny. You should check it out. Um, we're we we need to wrap
1: up here soon. But I just wanna I want to finish with a plea for people to take SNL for what it is. Yeah. Every time I talk about SNL, this is what I hear: it's not as funny as it used to be. As though the
0: people saying that were avid watchers when it used to be.
1: And yeah, here's the thing. SNL is a sketch comedy show, okay? It's a show where you make a skit that's two to three minutes long. This isn't a sitcom or a movie where you have 30 minutes, an hour, two hours to build character development, a plot, and all of this background so that a joke can fly. You've got two minutes to make people laugh. And it's 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 awesome. It,
0: of course it's going to flop sometimes. But that's kind of part of the excitement of it, too, is, like, you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's this old traditional
1: show, and they've been doing it the same way because they have Lauren Michaels there, who's the guy, and he's, you know, churned out a lot of really funny stuff. And if we didn't have YouTube, or, you know, when we were teenagers, like the DVDs of the best of Will Ferrell, <laughs> which, you know, Will Ferrell, of course, was the glory days. There's plenty of different kind of glory days, whether it's Will Ferrell, Eddie Murphy, or Kristen Wiig, or Chevy Chase. But, um, you know, it's just, it's a fun show. They do these little skits, they do the weekend update, they do the music, they have the the photographs of the hosts that are really creative and different that you see uh, introing into each skit. And if you just kind of give yourself to it and expect it Quit having expectations that oh my gosh this is gonna be hilarious this is gonna be like watching every single time you know it's going to be perfect Anchorman gone. or mm-hmm. whatever you know maybe you don't like Anchorman I think it's pretty funny but it's sketch comedy mm-hmm. you know and I just love it I think it's so fun and yeah I admit the the liberal propaganda is is very strong mm-hmm. um, and I'm not even a conservative it's just yeah. it's, it's just, just he- it's just heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, but the last three episodes have been awesome. I've, I've been having a blast with it. Oh, wait. I did just remember my favorite skit. Hit it. From the Jonah Hill is, um, it's like a best of America's Got Talent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: that one. And
1: so basically (sighs) they're like, you know, you thought that they were going to be bad, but they were good and it's all these people who go on there and it looks like they're going to be so bad but oh my goodness it turns out good and the judges are so surprised every and, time which it's, is
0: so true to America's Got Talent it's yeah. so true yeah it's so it's it's
1: just awesome so yeah especially Keenan and Leslie Jones which I like Leslie Jones but I think she's improved drastically this season and mm-hmm. honestly I think it's because Keenan has had this awesome effect on her because I've seen her working more with Keenan, and she's just funnier and she's not like kind of laughing and breaking and ruining skits like Jimmy Fallon style mm-hmm. all the time. And I I just think she's really shining, which is exciting. But yeah, them in the America's Got Talent skit with Jonah Hill. So just funny. Really, we really worth a watch.
0: But let's uh, finish up here, Jen. What has caught your eye lately? Two things. One, I binge-watched and finished Homecoming, the Amazon Prime series. Um, we, we're not quite ready to do a show on that. and We did a show on Dirty John and Homecoming, the podcast. Uh, they're both... They've both been showified. I was about to say televised, but it's on... Not on TV. It's on, like, Amazon. So, you'll hear more about that later. Also... You will hear more later from us about the new Fantastic Beast movie, The Crimes of Grindelwald. The main, two main reasons why we're not ready to do a show on that yet. One, Peggy hasn't gotten a chance to see it. Whoops. Two, I just the other day spent about an hour on the phone with an acquaintance talking about all my thoughts and feelings about the movie. Okay, wow. Not even a good friend. An acquaintance. Someone that I am friendly towards. But sure. But we, we don't hang. Right. We don't hang out. But you spend an hour an on the An hour on the I have so many thoughts and feelings. I have to be able to pare them down or else you guys are just gonna be so drowned. It might be one of those
1: things where I pretend that I'm recording but I just... Don't record for the first hour, and then we get the last 10 minutes. I wouldn't blame you at all. Yeah. Peg, what about you? What's caught your eye? I gotta be honest. I have been doing nothing but watching the show Veep with Julia (laughs) Louis-Dreyfus. Y'all, it is so funny. I will say it's very inappropriate. It's pretty crass. It's crass. That's that is the word. I was trying to think of the word because it's it's just language. Mm-hmm. The language is the only thing that's bad. But y'all, it's really bad. So, I just want to put that out there. Don't judge me, but I kind of deserve it. But it's so funny. It's also very funny. Julia Louis Dreyfus is so 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 funny as this like super narcissistic like self involved political person and veep stands for vp vice president veep yeah it it's on it's on hbo but they had the first two seasons on amazon which i finished and so now i have a seven day trial on hbo and i have to finish the rest of the series in these seven days so i don't know why i'm wasting my time on this podcast right now when i should be watching veep
0: all right y'all we gotta go she gotta watch veep we gotta celebrate thanksgiving thanks for listening this has been fem pop
1: I'm Peggy. I'm Jennifer. Happy Thanksgiving.